Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather. I'll be your host on this incredible two-hour journey that we'll take together. And I'm really looking forward to being able to uh, talk to you and, and share life and our beautiful Catholic faith. That intro that they put together is absolutely wonderful. It always gets me excited and pumped up as we get ready to begin our morning here together. I am joining you from the Fargo studio, which for the first time in a long time is uh, kind of wet and a little rainy and cool. Uh, much different than the rest of the summer. So we're thankful to the Lord for the change in temperature and the moisture that he's sent to our fields and to our lawns. It's been a, very, a really great blessing. But we're going to begin, as we always do here on Real Presence Radio, with a prayer that is going to be very special to my first guest and to myself as well. But you'll have to wait until we're done praying to find out why that is. So let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the ninth day of our novena to St. Monica. Today we pray for those who are ready to come home and only need to be invited. May the Holy Spirit open our hearts and eyes to them that we may be the inviting and welcome presence that they seek. Exemplary Mother of the Great Augustine, you perseveringly pursued your wayward son, not with wild threats, but with prayerful cries to heaven. Intercede for all mothers in our day, so that they may learn to draw their children to God as you did. Teach us to remain close to all of God's children, even the prodigal sons and daughters we have who have sadly gone astray. Dear St. Monica, troubled wife and mother, many sorrows pierced your heart during your lifetime, yet you never despaired or lost faith. With confidence, persistence, and profound faith, you prayed daily for the conversion of your beloved husband, Patricius, and your beloved son, Augustine. Grant all of us that same fortitude, patience, and trust in our Lord Jesus. Intercede for us, dear St. Monica, that God may favorably hear our pleas for those whom we are praying. Grant us the grace to accept his will in all things, through Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And may glory always be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
and may glory always be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And may glory always be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Beautiful Saint Monica, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And why is that uh, prayer uh, uniquely special to my first guest tonight? We'll find out here in just a moment. Joe Rutten, thank you for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you, Nathan. So why why is this prayer especially meaningful for you, good sir? Well, I uh, was blessed to be brought into this world by Monica. <laughs> so my mom's passed away here now a number of years, but uh, her name was Monica, and... Um, I don't think I was the only of her wayward children, but she had a few of us that uh, kind of marched to the beat of our own drummer and uh, spent a few years kind of doing our will and seeking uh, pleasures of the world before maybe coming back to the faith and practicing in a uh, more deep and engaged and faithful manner. So uh, not only do we share, maybe I share the life of Augustine, uh, my mother, the namesake of Monica, um, but I even had a great encounter, you know, spirituality of, of the sacramentality of the world, this idea that, you know, life drips with the divine, I find fascinating. And so anytime I have these spiritual encounters, they just, uh, I, I just love it. So, uh, what, nine days ago, uh, we, I had a conference, uh, faith and business conference eight days ago, um, uh, for the faith and business here in Sioux Falls. Anyway, long story short, I was being interviewed by you guys. I was on Real Presence Radio, and I jumped down, I sit down on my seat, get ready for the interview, and boom, they're like, all right, it's the beginning of the novena to St. Monica. And immediately I was like, my mom is present. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, this is phenomenal. Big event that I'm kind of helping oversee and need all the prayer and grace I can get, and boom, my mom's right here just letting me know she's with me, and looking out for me and grateful for my conversion. And, um, you know, it just was really a beautiful moment. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here I am on the back end of the novena too. So, yeah, I just love those spiritual experiences where we know that uh, we got a heavenly host up above that's uh, not separated from us, maybe materially, but spiritually they're still with us in the battle. So, Well, now let, let me share with you, Joe, just a little bit about my experience with that. But before I do, we always have at least one new listener. So most of our listeners are going to be very familiar with you. But just briefly tell us a little bit about yourself for that person. That's, this might be the first time they're listening to you on Real Presence Radio. Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's always a little weird. I'm just a dude. So I'm just a normal, normal guy. <laughs> uh, but Joe Rutten, I'm a professor of theology at Mount Marty University in Yankton, South Dakota. I've spent two decades in Catholic education at the high school level, at the parish uh, level or in the parish uh, uh, ministry, and then now at the university level. And I run a Benedictine Leadership Institute seeking to form principled and virtuous leaders in the uh, tradition of of St. Benedict. I have a large Catholic family from the North End here in Sioux Falls, and my parents were just amazing, humble people that raised nine children to uh, be faithful to the Lord. And uh, we've all had our wayward stories, and I had mine. Mine was primarily in high school, 
Uh, but I had a conversion experience, and that conversion over time uh, has led to kind of a deepened relationship with our Lord and a desire to uh, live the new evangelization, to find new modes and methods to present the gospel to the world that is often mostly baptized but not practicing. Um, what does this look like, and how do we go about doing that, helping people have encounters with uh, Christ? Um and so one of the ways that I do that is through a men's ministry called the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity. So I also am the executive director of that, helping men connect to faith through work. And I also oversee a faith and business conference for men and women of any faith interested in the relationship between faith principles and business practices. And then when I have some free time, I do this little thing called Rutten Radio with my two brothers that are priests. So outside of that, I've got a beautiful wife, Laura, and three magnificent boys uh, that are at school right now. So that's kind of my story. Awesome. So when I got tagged to be the host uh, for today, trying to get some people lined up, and I had a couple, but there was some issues going on and whatnot, and uh, they all kind of you fell off. You scraped the bottom of the barrel, didn't you? You're like, well, no, no, not I a- guess we'll call <laughs> <laughs> but, here, but just like your, 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 your business conference, right, the things I'm trying to help Heather with, they all fall to the wayside. And when I find out that you're going to be on, I have a connection with you through my kids that I won't get into at this time, but uh, my mother's name was St. Monica. Oh, and so, or what well, was, was Monica? Not obviously the same Monica. Well, maybe she's yeah. the same. If well, she well I'm, away, I'm, she's still with us. I'm very hopeful she is not. Uh, she passed away in 2019. Right, uh, right. So, so in my struggles and frustrations of trying to get things to go, and this happened, it was exactly like you mentioned nine days ago. It's like, okay, thank you, Lord. I really needed to know that that you're guiding all these things and making these things happen. So. The amount of comfort and grace finding out that you're going to be on to talk about this was a great blessing to me as well. Yeah, and isn't that interesting? I think it's a dynamic that all of us, all our listeners, and I just think it's the human condition, the, uh, the, the, the dynamic or the play in this drama of our lives between God's grace and our will. Like, what is my action and its relationship to God who makes all things possible and I find that the practical side is what I oftentimes was missing in my faith practice. I, I have this uh, discipline of prayer. I, I had a sacramental life. Um, I had those things. But my problem was I couldn't live life. Like, I walked out to church, and I was frustrated. I was trying to do everything myself. I was down because something failed. And it's like, how does this spirituality of my, my Catholic faith play into the, my daily life. And what I found at Mount Marty, what I found in the Benedictine tradition, what I found in a number of other, I mean, this is the spiritual tradition of the Church, was that I, I is that this, the life is a, is a daily encounter, that the mind and heart are the place that I need to be more present to. Not everybody else's mind and heart, but my mind and heart. And I just find that it's really easy to walk around worried about everybody else, and at the same time, my problems usually come back to my own mind and heart. And if God's probing my mind and heart, like the rule of Benedict tells us, and if, like Scripture tells us, that, I'm, that, that the Lord's looking for me to have a conversion of mind and heart, a mentanoia, a turning around, then, boy, I want to be present to that in the places in my day where I actually have frustrations, 
like at work when I'm trying to line up speakers for the radio show and they're falling through. All right. Well, let's sit there for a little bit and ask if this God that loves us so much actually cares about whether or not Nathan has his lineup of speakers for, for his session. Or is Nathan just on his own for that? God's only at church. Uh, uh, you know. And this is what I have begun to discover and to work and present to people, is that this God of the universe is present in the totality of our day. When we're frustrated at night changing the diapers of our baby, or like I woke up and had one of my kids kind of, you know, uh, not use the toilet last night, you know, and it's like, come on, like, what? And I got six other things to do, and I got to change the sheets, and oh, man, this and that, and, oh, I forgot to put this. And it's like, wait a minute. Is God present here? Can he calm my heart and mind? Can he help temper my emotions? And so this is where I found this dynamic place of leadership development, that I have been able to kind of link into at Mount Marty and then offer to the students and to other other leaders in, in, in Main Street and, and in our communities to help them be attentive to mind and heart as they consider the spiritual reality of their lives and the idea that this God that loves us and created us is present throughout it, particularly in those moments where we most need Him, but we oftentimes don't go to Him. Yeah, and we'll get into it on the other side of the break, but I think what you said is really beautiful, especially when you take that through the lens of the life of St. Monica, who has a multitude of challenges and frustrations, both with her husband and with her son, and yet continues to remain faithful and knowing that, well, God obviously wants this even more than I do. So, uh, of course, if I just keep asking him, he certainly will, will answer me. And her life and, and testament of her own faith is something that uh, I know growing up, um, hearing uh, stories about her in the children's books or whatnot, uh, was very cartoonish to me, uh, yeah. kind of in a similar way to what you've you know, described with, we can make things churchy or whatever, uh, and not live in the, in the present moment where God is there to help us. But now it's more concrete and real for me. Um, she, she's a real intercessor, a real lived person. And we'll get a little bit more details uh, on the other side of this break from Joe about this special saint for both him and I. You're listening to Real Presence Radio across the Real Presence Radio Network. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. 
Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm joined here in this first segment uh, with Joe Rutten, who's been talking to us a little bit about St. Monica. And we briefly just touched on kind of how the... The children's books give a cartoonish version of this holy, pious woman who sits at home and says these prayers, and suddenly great things happen after a certain amount of time. Joe, you're about to give us a, a real dose of St. Monica reality, aren't you? Yeah, this is funny. Like, um, I, I I was in seminary for four years, and God bless us while we're in there. I mean, it's an amazing place. It does great things to us. But at, sometimes I'm like, I, I think putting guys away in a seminary for four years, like cloistering them, can kind of detach them from reality a little bit. Uh, and I, I always remember being in seminary and kind of having these, I grew in these mythic visions of the saints, right? Like St. Monica, this pious woman that, you know, spent two decades in prayer for her son. And, you know, she she cried, but like, you know, it's even, even her tears of sorrow, like had this mythic drip of sentimentality to him, and then her son <laughs> converts, and he comes home, and he returns to the faith. And it's like, you know, I'm not so sure that's how this thing went, right? She's chasing him around Italy. She's following him to Rome. She gets to Rome. He's up in Milan. She's like, what in the world, right? Like, oh, God, now i got to go back up to Milan. Like, she follows him up to Milan, and it's in Milan where she... she she runs into uh, uh, Ambrose, right? You know, so like, listen, she's a helicopter parent, it sounds like to me. She's following, <laughs> she's following her wayward son around. I'm sure this is going real well for everybody. You know? like, <laughs> now, I don't know the details, right? But I do want to just caution us and say, you know, Monica was a real human being. She, she wasn't just like born a saint, right? She, like she has sin. She has brokenness. She has a heart that is that loves her son, but maybe doesn't know how to respond to her son. Right? Like he's wayward. Has a Christ, has a pagan husband. She marries a pagan husband. You know, she's like, oh great, what did I marry this guy for? You know, like I don't know all those dynamics, but it's not all pretty, right? It's not all this sentimentality of of the narrative that kind of comes with children's books, which I understand that, right? When we, but we, we, I, I want to encourage us to grow out of simply a sentimentality of Monica in a children's book version of her and of Augustine 
and get down to the to the nitty gritty of like of their lives and say, you know, these were broken families. These were broken individuals. These were, you know, this idea of being a wayward Augustine, like not like, oh, Augustine went and had a bunch of fun and then converted. Like, no, he did exactly what I did. He sought meaning and purpose. He looked for love in all the wrong places. He dealt with temptations or addictions or or sin, and it's it's a lure. And he found them shallow and empty at the end of the day. He still found his heart was restless for something more, something different. And Nathan, this is me. I'm still in that journey of waking up on a daily basis and saying, Lord, I'm so terrible at this. Help me. Give me the grace to desire you even. Because sin is appealing. Man, I want love in all the wrong places. Man, I would much rather not have obligation of religious observances. Man, I wish authority figures like parents and other people would stop telling me what to do. Or Like, this is me today. And I think Augustine and Monica are just like a lot of people today, a lot of parents and their siblings, as they wrestle with this dynamic of, the thing that's most precious to the adult, their salvation in Christ, the church that gave them birth and nurtures them, and yet looking at their loved one, the child that they bore, and saying, oh man, how is it that they cannot value this thing which is so important to me, and I believe is necessary for their salvation? I think that Monica and Augustine's story is more like the people I know today than a cartoon book or a version of this sentimentality of a Monica that prayed and cried for 17 years before her son converted. Those tears were attached to a real person, to real brokenness, to real a real person. And, and that's the beauty of Monica. And that's why I love that my mom's name is Monica, because I look at her life and I, and I think, this is St. Monica. That's what she was like when I think of who my mother was. And who knows, maybe one day I'll find that my mother was a saint, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we all hope for, for sure. Um, you know, listening to you talk, Joe, one of the things that I, I really picked up on was the, I married a pagan husband. <laughs> and I try to tell my kids all the time, right? Stack good decision on top of good decision on top of good decision, Right. When you start making right. bad decisions, you try to overcompensate. Now you make more bad decisions, right? 100%. But the, yep. the, the beauty of what you've just shared with us in a, in a nutshell is God can even work through our mistakes when we make them and use those same mistakes for the very things that are going to lead us to holiness and lead us to actually being able to be brought into his kingdom, right? She is called St. Monica. She is a canonized saint in our faith, right? So she is a model. And that is a beautiful thing because in my own life with my own mother, Monica, Obviously, I turned away from the faith just because I'd rather do better things and was certainly confused about its own theology when I was younger. And her prayers, as, many of, as well as the prayers of many other people, helped lead me into accepting my Catholic faith. Well, then, in that period of time, my mom actually left. She uh, did not have an annulment. She married another person. Uh, so, again, stacking bad decision on top of bad decision. And Later in life, I was able to bring her back through the grace that God gave me and the Holy Spirit working on my mom to bring her back. 
And so it was kind of an, a strange dynamic for me and my mom in the sense that we both had these reciprocal times where we needed each other to keep us on the, the path of faith. And I'm not suggesting Monica had a falling away moment, but just that it was really impactful for me and made St. Monica more real for me because in the way that she was this way for her son, I was actually able to tap into that and in her intercession to help me with, with my mom who was named the same person. <laughs> I mean, it was just a very right. beautiful dynamic for me. Right, and I think this is the lived faith, right? This is the, the daily walk. This is Practicing the Presence of God. Man, it's a fantastic book by, by Brother Lawrence, like a 11th century, 12th century, somewhere in there. I think he's Franciscan uh, monk. Uh, practicing the Presence of God is phenomenal. Peter Kreeft actually has a book that is the... It's, the basically priest's take on practicing the presence of God, uh, the beginners, beginning prayer, prayer for beginners, prayer for beginners, Peter Craig, it's phenomenal. It, 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 and in this, it's like, all right, how do we daily live in relationship to the depth of the level of our reality and our existence? How often in my day do I live on a surface level of the material reality of what's present to me? And how often in my day am I able to live at deeper levels of reality? Uh, and that is where I find this inspiration of the saints, right? That, they, that they're a pull for us to go deeper, to live deeper. They're models and witnesses. They're exemplars. And then we imitate and integrate their virtue, and we become like them. And we become divine, right? This is the divinization of the human person in light of Christ, that we become like Christ. And this is a magnificent reality that, I mean, think of how crazy this thing is uh, that we call life, and we're going to live for all eternity now, right? Like, we're going to see these men and women that were exemplars and inspired us and trained us and taught us to live deeper once again. And more and more, I guess I'm 43, I'm not the oldest, but the older I get here, the more I realize this thing's short. Like, yeah. this thing's over pretty quick, right? Like, I better get busy, busy living deeper. I better learn to love the right things in the right order. I better stop a lot of this foolishness. I better, uh, you know, and that's what Augustine does, right? He kind of spends, you know, 15, 20 years running around uh, foolishly like the prodigal son, Right, the prodigal son. This is Augustine's story isn't new. This is the prodigal son. Yeah. And then what happens? But uh, you know, he has an encounter with the Lord and uh, with the Word, with the Logos, with and boom, uh, there he is. And it's like, all right, what was Monica's role in that? Well, I know that she had an intercessory role, and that intercessory role, I too, as as a, a, a brother or sister in Christ have a role in bringing about the grace for the conversion of other people. And what am I doing today? What am I offering up? What are the sacrifices? What are the persons? How am I dying to myself so that grace through the cross can come into the world for, for Jack or Jason or Mandy or Molly or for those other people in our lives? Let us call to mind those people that we love so much right now, that we care for, that maybe are out there on their own journey out maybe as wayward children, out there maybe trying to search for... I mean, Manichaeism is like all today. Like, Manichaeism would have fit right in today. Like, 
you know, some weird spiritual search for, you know, something greater in life. Like, totally, people would have, you could probably bring Manichaeism back, right? People are out there searching. All right, well, let's pray that they have an encounter with the Word, an encounter with Jesus Christ Himself somewhere in their day, and that opportunity for Augustine that was provided through the tears and sacrifices of his mother, Monica, we too are called to become those exemplars. And I can't wait to see in the coming days and weeks and months who are the Augustines in our lives that come back to life, that are raised from the dead, that have an encounter because of the small daily prayers and sacrifices that we offer up for those that we love that are out there in the world. Oh, that's beautiful, Joe. You are an absolute phenomenal guest. I could talk to you for hours. I wish I lived closer to Yankton so we could get together and have conversations. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today on Real Presence Radio. It was, a, it was a blessing to me, brother. Amen. I appreciate the time. Oh, thank you, Joe. Uh, that was Joe Rutten. Thank you for uh, having him on. I just want to make a comment because I know we have a lot of mothers and grandmothers out there who are praying, hoping that your children or grandchildren will come back to the faith it wasn't St. Monica, per se, that brought her son, Augustine, back into the faith. It was St. Ambrose. So pray that you might have St. Ambrose come into the life of your children and grandchildren, because most likely it's not going to be the words that we give that's going to convert people. It's going to be that other special someone. And coming up next, uh, for our next session, we're going to talk about something exciting that's happened to Real Presence Radio this fall, and you'll learn more about it on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Radio across the Real Presence Radio Network. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 